Hello, America. Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. And, uh, hey, a lot of you sent me, uh, we're trending on uh, Apple, um, blah, 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 blah. Da, da. We're getting really good uh, podcast numbers, which are derived from our radio show. And uh, we're trending in the top five right now. And I have to tell you, it's not because of yours truly. It's because of guests that we have, important topics, and mostly you guys are sharing this information with people that really need to hear it. And who really needs to hear this information is, well, they're liberals. And although we may not agree with them philosophically, politically, religiously, uh, they're still human beings. They still have children. They want the best for their families. We have to help them understand that what they're doing is very, very counterproductive for both their welfare and that of their kids. So please continue to share this show and shows like this with people out there. Well, today we have Robert Griswold with us from Ready Made Resources. And uh, Robert has a very interesting story that is going to, well, let's put it this way. If you've not heard this, this is definitely going to get your attention. And there's all kinds of spin-off implications that we're going to cover today. But stay tuned. We'll go to Bob in just a second. Need to let you know, number one, uh, I, I agree with Dane Wigington who said the other day, pretty soon, the only food that you're going to have access to is what's already in your home. So you need good storable food. And that's all I got to say. Good, storable food. My Patriot Supply is kicking butt and taking names as long as the supply chain is open. So please do not hesitate any longer. Make sure you've taken care of your family. They have a three-month uh, special, $250 off. And some people say, Dave, I need more than three months. I know. Order in three-month increments to save the money. Restaurant quality, 25-year shelf life. Okay, you got it. Go to foodwithdave.com that's foodwithdave.com and if you have food you better have water water filtration we've had a lot of attacks on the grid and that's continuing and that's uh, related to what we're going to talk about today and so you need good water filtration because what if these uh, grid attacks last a little longer than we like and the roving blackouts that are promised and on and on and on you better have a way to scavenge water safely so the Alexa Pure Pro water filter excellent You'll see the research results they publish, and they also have a special. Go to waterwithdave.com. Take care of your family's needs here, right here, waterwithdave.com. And then finally, let's suffer in, well, shall we say, uh, suffer in comfort. I love Mike Lindell. I love what he's done. I love how he's nearly sacrificed everything for his country. We need more Americans like him, but his products are just the same quality and character as he is as a person and uh, he's got uh, those Giza pillow sheets that we all love hey what great Christmas gifts they are because right now these $90 sheets are on sale for $28 and they have half off nearly everything all you have to do is go to mypillow.com backslash Hodges mypillow.com backslash Hodges and put in the coupon code Hodges and you'll see the savings of there most of which are two for one 50% off uh, let's suffer in comfort, shall we? MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Well, Bob Griswold needs no introduction to either my radio or my TV audience. Um, he knows a lot more than, uh, <laughs> let's put it this way. There's always things about people you can't talk about, but there's things that are obvious when they talk. 
And when they talk about things like infrastructure, taking down infrastructure, when they talk about things associated with regime change, uh, listen, when they have a track record and people keep inviting them on their shows, you really need to listen to what they have to say. Bob, welcome to the show, my friend. Um, glad you could join us. And uh, we have um, a bunch of emerging stories, but let's start with the one that uh, we agreed we were going to talk about. Okay. Yeah, um, Dave, you know, it's it's always good to be here, and thank you for giving me this platform. Um, Absolutely. Uh, it, it's, it's a pleasure to share, you know. Um, as as we journey this life, you know, God God gives us missions to do. Uh, you know, I, I I I I would not want to be a person without a mission in life. You know, um, and, and that mission can manifest itself in many ways. Some are very very noble. I mean, I just think of John Newton, the, the guy who wrote Amazing Grace. You know, his his mission was he abolished slavery in England. What a, what a an unbelievable history remembers them. You know, Moses or, or, or somebody, you know, Edison, Albert Einstein. But, you know, but we all have these missions. And, you know, as we see a society decay, and if you need any evidence of, of the decay of our society, Dave, go to a child's clothing department. Go to a library. Go to a bookstore. Go anywhere where you see... What, what they're marketing to our children, mm-hmm. what they're marketing to their minds, their bodies, their desires, you can just see insanity taking over a society. You know, uh, we, we recently just saw something on the surface that would appear to be totally insane. Can you imagine, Dave, if I were a negotiator for the United States – and I would have say, okay, we'll get a trade Robert Hansen. Now, if you don't know who Robert Hansen is, he's the FBI's greatest trader ever. He was feeding information um, from extremely classified files at the FBI to the Soviets or the Walkers. Okay, now the Walkers, the father uh, and son, were in the U.S. Navy, and all of a sudden you, you realize that. These, you were trading the walkers who have, in both Hanson and walkers, have life sentences beyond parole, nothing. Um, if you were trading them, well, we want to release this jaywalker. You know, he spit on the sidewalk, and we want to release him. You know, you what would you immediately think of that? Well, that doesn't make sense. That, that just totally doesn't make sense. Um, there's got to be more to the deal. And I, I talked to Mike Adams um, and Steve Quayle, and I called you, and and we talked about this before the whole story came out. I said the USG wants this guy for a reason. Um, they're, they're not. They're, this is not a equitable trade by any sense of the imagination. It'd be the same thing. Like I said, if you trade the Walkers or the Hanson or you know, Pollard or any of these guys, but with the Rosenbergs, I mean, they're not alive anymore. They're put to death. But if you traded them for just somebody simple of spitting on the sidewalk or jaywalking or whatever, I mean, you know, um, uh, the person they traded it for, you know, had a low-level oh, I know. drug charge. I know. I know. Yeah. And so, and so you know, it, it comes out that um, this person that the USG traded for had flown over 1,000 missions uh, for the USG by via subcontractor. Keep in mind, and I'll get into it. The dirty work is never done by direct hired assets, direct check, you know, people who 
you know, or, or directly affiliated with the government. There's always steps of uh, insulation. Remember when the picture was uh, John McCain with the ISIS people and, you know, what was going on in Syria and all the funding with that or Hillary Clinton, what was going on in Benghazi via all these different shell corporations. Um, this Victor Bout was working for the USG. In fact, some people say that the movie The, the, uh, the uh, Lord of War was formed after this guy. And we see this is exactly what happened. This guy has been released, and it's my my contention, Dave. You know, from the very beginning when Afghanistan happened, that we left those eighty-two billion dollars in our Afghanistan. That wasn't by accident. Yeah, yeah I, we, exactly. We had, Thank you for saying that. We talked exactly. about this. We talked about this many times. Yep. You know, you just whoops. You know, I misplaced. You know. What eighty-two billion dollars? That's probably I don't know, I don't know how many tons and tons and tons of gold. You know, so let's just say two thousand dollars an ounce, two thousand and eighty-two billion. You figure it out if you get a calculator handy. You know, thousands, tens of thousands of ounces. I just replaced. This. Did you see that gold, Dave? That you know that block that was like, you know, five meters by five. Did you see it anywhere? We just misplaced it. You, you don't misplace that type of thing. You don't forget it. You don't lose it. The same thing happened in Vietnam when we left all that weaponry behind. It was used to fund all kinds of stuff throughout Southeast Asia for a while. I mean, those helicopters, jeeps, all that weaponry was left behind there, and it was used for multiple purposes by the USG so that they could take it off inventory and then use that for whatever purposes they want without having direct fingerprints to it. And, and this is what I, I think is happening right now with the, um, the, 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 the you know stuff we left in Afghanistan, $82 billion. Dave, you know how greedy politicians are. No. I mean, there's never no. a, a, there's never a pie. They don't want their fingers in the slices. I mean, if there's a pie out there, they want their slice of it. Uh, can you imagine eighty-two billion dollars without a politician want a slice of that pie? You know, Dave. I, so, I'll say so uh, tell, tell me about the weapons in Afghanistan. How does the pol politicians? How do the politicians benefit? Well, they they sell them on the black market, but can can, can uh, you know can a, can politician A, Republican or Democrat, go over there and say, well, you know, we'll, we'll let you have some of these weapons, and you give us the money? Well, they obviously they can't do that. That's just you know too stupid to believe that would happen. But let's just say those weapons go over there, and then, whoops, you know, we accidentally. They're the most heinous and unbelievable exfil of a country ever, worse than Vietnam. You know, and instead of taking out the civilian assets first, we took out the military assets to leave the civilian assets to fend for themselves. I mean, Dave, you know, I'm not a military. I'm, I'm no George Patton. You know, um, but I, I could figure that one out. Okay, Let's so I, I, I want to make sure assets. before before you go on, I want to make sure I'm hearing you correctly. You take someone, say, like a Maxine Waters or uh, a Ted Cruz or any one of these politicians, you're saying that with the equipment we left behind in Afghanistan, certain politicians were likely to profit from that on the black market. Absolutely, I would say that. I mean, it's not the first time it's happened. We've known it happened. It's happened quite – did Hillary Clinton profit from arms deals? I mean, was she involved with arms deals? Well, of course she was. We know that. 
and because of her position as Secretary of State, she was able to facilitate arms deals under the legality of law that would should never have gone through. So I mean, yeah, it, but the Hillary Clinton, is, Hillary Clinton had an advantage though, Bob. And I'm not saying you're not right. I'm just saying Hillary Clinton had the Clinton Foundation. I don't know that uh, Mitch McConnell has the McConnell Foundation. <laughs> well, he has another. He has a foundation. Yeah, he has the Chinese marriage. Foundation. I know, but I know, I know. Yeah. So, but, but so you, understand, mean, you understand what I'm saying, right? Yes, and, and and Dave, I'm just saying this is the way the world works. You know, I will say this. There's major arms shows around the world, okay? This is where all the nations bring their arms, tanks, aircraft carriers. Sh I'm not, well, not so much aircraft carriers, but I'd say Corvettes, you know, the Corvettes type of a destroyer, you know, an, an ocean guard, uh, rocket propelled grenades, you, you name it, it's there at these arms shows. And the big ones are DSEI, Eurosatory, IDEX, IDEF, and Asia Defense. I've been to all those, been to every one of them. Um, you know, seeing what's going on. Seen how it works, and um, know the game is played. And I'm just telling you, this is my conjecture. Nobody is going to leave 82 billion dollars worth of weapons somewhere with as a that is a huge paycheck. And I mean, sophisticated weapons. What 16,000 pair of night vision, um, indirect fire weapons, helicopters, all kinds of things. Things we know about thermal uh, thermal imaging devices. Um, is going to leave that behind, but they can't sell it directly. This this uh, Victor Bout is you know a one man walking war. He has the ability to go into situations like that because he has rubbed shoulders with those people and able to take those um, weapons without anybody's fingerprints on them except maybe his, and then market them around the world with an enormous amount of money comes in. And then what do you think happens to that money? Do you think he keeps it all? I mean, it's all that's a part of a pie that's split and sold, and and that's my conjecture right now. Why one of the reasons why obviously Joe Biden wanted to look good for the LGBTQ community uh, with Brittany Griner. Yeah, true, um, true, wanted to, true. Because that's exactly what uh, that uh, worthless press secretary said. Oh, she's a model for black people, for women, for LGBT. I say, well, who who was? Uh, well, what's a marine? Who, who, thank who you. Defends his you country. Just, you just stole the words out of my mouth. Thank you. Thank you for saying. Yeah, that. I mean, and first of all, that she said that was the only option. Give, well, first of all, it came out that's a is lie. that they that's had the lie. option of taking the marine. Uh -uh. Yeah, they had the option no, of taking no, no, the no, marine. No, no, no. Or, NBC, NBC reported that they had an option with Griner or Whalen. They had an option. Yeah, well, that's what I'm and saying. And then they, then they the purged the story and changed it. Yeah, like they do so often. Yeah, exactly. And, and so, you know, again, you know, Brittany Griner, she, um, she's guilty of a drug offense, you know, a, really a fairly low-level drug offense. I agree. One in this country that wouldn't, that wouldn't even be prosecuted. But – you know, so we trade the world's most notorious arms dealer for her. It, it doesn't make sense unless it makes sense, and the, the only way it makes sense is that that's an asset somebody wants to use. And then it came out that you know um, Victor Bout had flew over 1,000 missions in the Iraq War for the USG. Now, when I say for the USG, it was for a subcontractor from the USG that hired him. But still, you know, he got sixty million dollars of taxpayer money to do that. He made sixty million dollars. So why would you let a guy like that go? It does beg the question why you'd let him go for a low level drug offender 
um, you know, who plays basketball, women's basketball. I mean, who, it, hate, it just who hates America? Let, let's let's not who forget. Let's not forget what she has said. She said we shouldn't even play the national anthem before games this year in the WNBA. She hates America. Yeah, well, I mean, of, of course. And then you have the Marine, um, again, on trumped-up charges, and, and he's put there, I think he served four years so far, and they had the ability to let that guy go, um, and we make that choice. So you're, you're really, you know, what do they say, killing two birds with one stone? You're, you're appealing to the LGBTQ, LGBTQ community, and at the same time, you have to have plans for this guy. Um, and I think time is going to manifest itself out that they're good. this is going to be a, a large payday for a lot of people as those weapons are disseminated to different conflicts around the world. And, and Dave, if, if I'm right, some of these conflicts are going to kill your sons, my sons. Yeah, Bob, let's stop there. I have a question for you, though, okay? Okay, because I mm-hmm. want to frame this and to get your answer. We have uh, Victor Bout, who has done arms distribution for America, for the American government, covert basis, and yet Russia now wants him. I know why they want him, but do you understand what the motivation of our State Department and our Pentagon would be? In other words, we're giving an arms dealer who can help Russia, who's strapped to reproduce the uh, weapons they're losing. They're even going to Iran to do so for their ballistic missiles. So they want an arms dealer that used to work for the U.S. government, and we're letting him have him. And we just gave up a basket. They gave up a basketball player to get this. In other words, he's now playing for the other side, and Biden just facilitated it. Isn't that treason? Well, uh, of course it is treason. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a grave miscarriage of justice. Again, it would be trading Robert Hansen or the Walkers or Pollard or, or any of them for you know somebody who spit on the sidewalk. Um, or jaywalking. I mean, that's that's the level of, of incongruency between the trade. I mean, it just doesn't make sense unless it makes sense. And the the only way you can make sense of it is to say there has to be something far larger than what is meeting the eye. And we always know since the government's so transparent, they tell us if there was, right? No, well, they, well, we know they yeah, don't. The only thing that makes sense to me is if we're taking a former arms dealer we used and handing him over to a country that we're fighting by proxy, then that's an intention to keep Russia going, prop them up so this war can continue. Dave, let me ask you a question. Is that is there a historic precedent for that? Yes, let there me is. Answer that uh, question. Bob, I'm trying to yeah, point out the obvious. That, I, I'm, uh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, and I want to point it out too. Who, big oil, big money in the United States in the 1930s and 40s, did they support Hitler? You remember Hitler was man of the year, I think, in Newsweek? Yeah, 1936. Yeah. Yep. Uh, do, you, do, you, do you know that we avidly, I mean, just who was our ally in World War II? Stalin. Do you know that we sent billions of dollars in weapons to Stalin? We did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so they fund both sides of a conflict, obviously, to keep it going longer. Because, I mean, right now... You know they they they're making. I mean, just look how much money has gone over there. One hundred billion dollars, supposedly in that neighborhood. Do our politicians has you know FTX? You take that into consideration. The mansions, all that stuff we heard that the, that the elite are buying over there. Do, do you think any of that's meandered its way back into U.S. political hands? 
Well, we, we know it has. Kickback to I mean, just look at the political contributions that FTX has made. I mean, it's just – it's there. So the precedent is there to say that this is being done behind the American people's backs with American people's taxpayer money so that politicians can get wealthy. And, and the reason I – I think it's more than that, though. Is, it's so the military-industrial complex can get wealthy by continuing to fight a war with our arms distributor we're handing over to the Russians. Well, uh, precisely. I mean, we kept the Afghanistan war going for as long as one U.S. history, 20 years. Yeah, exactly. We kept the Vietnam war going. I mean, in Iraq, we spent – Iraq and Afghanistan, we spent $2 trillion. You know, I remember my son was over there in the, uh, during the Battle of Fallujah, my middle son. Um, and I remember he was telling me a story. Well, they got – for, for Chow, when they go through the Chow line, the, the, the government was paid like $25 a, a meal, and they counted the meals, Dave, by the plates, the paper plates that were issued. You know, so if you went through 100 paper plates and they're $25 a meal, $2,500. Well, he told me that the paper plates were so cheap that you needed two or three paper plates to hold the meal. Get the point? See where that's going? Six, yeah, I mean, the, uh, $600 toilets, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, three plates, $75 a meal. Yeah, I got it. Um, got it. And, and so, you know, people get fabulously wealthy in war. And it, it is, you know, the, the largest money-making scheme, more than drugs, more than sex trafficking Mitch on the planet, is war-making. You know, I'm going to say this. I'm, I'm thinking who's most likely to be getting these kickbacks. Well, Mitch McConnell, FTX. Mitch McConnell getting money to go after MAGA first and reaching a deal with Chuck Schumer, which is now public. Mitch McConnell, communist Chinese best friend. Mitch McConnell says, we'll fight the war there as long as we need to. That's your primary suspect right there who's getting kickbacks on this arms deal. Well, I would say they all are. I mean, you know, AOC went into um, Congress supposedly as the you know, lady of the people. Um, you know that she's going to fight for the people, and quickly became a whore to the to the uh, arms industrial complex by continuing to vote for more 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 money. Uh, there's only one reason people do that. It's it, you know it, it ends up as money. You go back to the book of James in the Bible. It says where do wars and conflict come from? Well, they come from lust. You know that's where it says it comes from lust. And you know the the root of all evil is uh, not money, but the love of money. Yes. And Dave, what keeps a person in politics when they're way, way, way past the prime of life? It's the love of power or money. That's the only thing that keeps them there. They can't give it up. There's more money to be had. I mean, Joe Biden has got, really got two feet in the grave, and you know he's sinking quick, and yet he's still there groveling for money. And so, how much is enough? You just become addicted to the whole process. You know, was it J.D. Rockefeller? How much money is enough? Just a little bit more or one dollar more? And so it just becomes this absolute sordid addiction that you can't stop. And and, and the, the, the result of it is your children, my children, die. You know, one of the, at, at those arms shows that I went to, one of the things I noticed is the amount of absolutely beautiful women that are there. And the beauty, these beautiful women often scantily dressed, were the ones marketing tanks or, you know, I, I got to get in the Eurofighter one time and uh, this lady was marketing it and she was very scantily dressed. And, you know, 
I, I just can't, I couldn't help but to, and it was cool getting into Eurofighter. Um, it, it was, um, I couldn't help but to, to, the, the irony of it, that here's a woman selling, let's just say, a tank, a gun, a, ta- a ship, a plane, that, that's of childbearing age, and she's selling the very instruments that are going to kill her children. I mean, it was it was an irony that I I I I think escaped people. But I was just looking. I'm thinking, you're selling this very things that are going to blow your children to smithereens or burn them, or cripple them for life or whatever, make them PTSD. You know, they can't function in life anymore because of the trauma they see in war. Um, and, and so, let, let's let's be really clear. I mean, you know, we all like to think of this nobility in war, but really there's not much nobility in it. There's a lot of Navy SEALs, a lot of Green Beret, a lot of Army Rangers, a lot of these people that go into war that mentally never come back because of the, the psychological damage done to them. The, we see the rate of suicide, um, and I'm going to make an appeal right now. We see the rate of suicide among our veterans is absolutely appalling. We were never meant to do this, and yet this is what the world markets in, Dave. We were never meant to go and just murder people and kill them wholesale. And so I, I, I do want to say this, and I just want to do this. This time of the season can be the hardest, Dave, hardest. I know veterans. I, I know a lot of them in this time because they've not been able to adjust back to normal life. They're not married, no families. It, it's very, very difficult. If you know a veteran... I'm just going to say he's alone. Do your best not to make him alone. Invite him over. Take him out to dinner. Do something special for him. Um, we owe it to these men, you know, who 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 believed in a cause, men and women who believed in a cause, and now they've you know been rejected in in all kinds of ways, and the only way they find solace is sometimes in suicide or drugs. And and I just, I just want to say that because I'm, I'm telling you the, the weapons thing is is one of the nastiest businesses on the planet. We think pedophilia is nasty and it is. It's horribly demonically nasty. But so is this environment we're talking about. It's horribly demon, de- demonically just evil. And so we just see one of the the worst weapons traffickers released to God knows do what to trade what. And it might cost you your son's life. In that movie, uh, The Lord of War, at the end, when the um, when the weapons uh, trafficking officer who's arrested Nicholas Cage, his 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 character, you know, uh, he he thinks he's won, and Nicholas Cage opens a newspaper and shows several different stories of arms being trafficked. He says, and he says to the guy, enjoy this. And, he, and the guy can't believe what he's hearing. He goes, "You're going to go to you're going to go to you, you, you'd be ten years before you even step foot in a prison. You could just go in and go to court to be sentenced." And he goes, "No, I'll never set foot in prison at all. I'll never go to a courtroom at all because you see this arms deal and this arms deal. They can't be done with direct fingerprints of a nation. They need someone like me." And he he told him, "In a few minutes, you're going to get a knock on the door and somebody's going to tell you to let me go." And at the end, when when Nicholas Cage does walk out, uh, his ca- his character walks out of the the, the, the confinement center that he was in. Um, he says, "Some people are just happy to get out of prison. I expect to be paid." And I, I would say that 
those paydays coming for a lot of people right now. And and, and Dave, the, the biggest concern I have in this whole thing is this conflict that we've seen going on all over the world where, you know, us or other um, um, state agents have, and, and you know, brought about civil wars, ethnic wars, wars of conflict, where, you know, you've seen thousands of people die with the Hootsies and Tootsies in Africa. I mean, the the, the British and the Irish in that war, and it, it just, these conflicts that go all over the planet between ethnic groups and people groups, I think we're on the precipice of seeing it happen here. And I, I think that the so weapons... What specifically do you think we'll see here? Well, I think what we're seeing here, Dave, we're seeing the rise of ethnic violence. Um, we're seeing the rise of the hyperbole of war, the hyperbole of demonization. We're seeing both sides, those people aren't worthy to be, uh, to be allowed to live. They don't. They don't even belong in my country. We're seeing, you know, verbiage coming out now. The Christian supremacists, you know, then there's black supremacists, and we're seeing this these terms of Holocaust coming out, where you are at, where one side is completely demonizing the other side, basically <clears throat> saying that they don't deserve to live, and I, I think what we just saw. In more North Carolina, and now it's coming out. It's all over the country. Uh, in Florida, there has been seven or eight incursions into, uh, you know, major power plants or power substations. Um, but what happened in, in more North Carolina, uh, when when somebody took out those transformers, and you know, you had a large section of the community without power for a week. And, 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 you know, that week is when really a transition starts to happen. That's why they had to go back in there and fix it real quick because, you know, after, you know, it, it changes real quick when people go with a week without hot showers, you know, refrigeration, heat in their home and all that, then you can have secondary and tertiary, you know, things happen because those people get upset. And if this is as planned as I think it is, Dave, I'm going to say something here. Um, if this is as planned as I think it is, and I do think it's, it fits the communist mold uh, of, of the way they work, because communists always want to break down infrastructure. It, the, the keys here, Dave, are they, who defunded the police? If, if you defund the police, let me ask you a question, Dave. If I defund the police, can the police protect you? Well, of course not, and that's the objective when you're doing a of cultural revolution. Exactly. Why? Because you want to break the trust of the people to the government. You want to break that trust so that I no longer look to the police as able to protect me. Bingo. If 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 I start taking out infrastructure, which is Marxist dogma, they do it. You go in any one of those things in South America around the world, they take down infrastructure. The government can no longer provide for me so they can't protect me they can't provide for me so let's look to the strong man the strong man offers the ability to provide and to protect now he might require things that are going to be outrageous right now seeming like you know i want this xx and x from you and some of it might be a lot i mean family members if you know what i mean I want this from you, but if you do it, I will protect you. You know, they they call it a protection scheme, 
Uh, that's what the mafia calls it. You know, you, you, if you don't pay the, the you know, the, the man, then it starts out with maybe your window's broken, but it escalates quickly to maybe being firebombed. So as we see this Marxist revolution happen in the United States, I would definitely expect to see more and more civil conflict happen because it's designed on purpose. We, we've talked about this before, that the government thrives – or, the, or the, not, I want to say legitimate government. Good people don't thrive on it, but um, you know the insurrectious elements of, of, a, of a, a movement thrive on – Race hatred, class hatred, religious hatred, all, all those things. They thrive on that. That's what they need. And they they embellish or they fan the flames of those things so that, you know, instead of letting people just get along, you know, they they make sure that they, that black guy, he don't like you. And then they go to the white guy and they don't like you. And I, and I remember somebody did this even with Steve Quayle and I a, a long, long, long time ago. Somebody called Steve Quayle and said, you know, Griswold's calling you this, this, and this, and this. And then he'd call me up, and you know, Quail saying this, 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 this is about you. And um, and you know, I called Stephen, and Stephen's not true. I never said those things. And Stephen's a little apprehensive, and I said, well, just stay in line for a second, Steve. And um, I called that guy. He didn't know Steve was on the line. I said, did Steve really say that about me? And he goes, man, he is saying you are the devil's brother, you know. And I said, okay, I just wanted to say that because Steve's been listening to it all. And you know, once the exposure came out, man, you could hear you could hear the penny drop. Um, you know, it was like it, it all his the game was busted. That's why when anybody when anybody is promoting you know race hatred, class hatred, religious hatred, any of those hatreds, you, you know, expose it because I, they're they're working for the other side, not the good side, the bad side. Um, and so as we see this go go on and on and on, and infrastructure is attacked more and more, I, I, my conjecture is this, that these elements that are doing it, Dave, and I don't think anybody else has said this, these elements that are doing it went to school on how they repaired that thing in Moore County, North Carolina. Yeah, exactly. They watched. They watched how the trucks worked, where the supplies came from. All the modus operandi to get that up and operational quick, and the next ones could not only take out the substation, but take out the elements needed to repair the substation. That, that's my conjecture of how these people operate. I mean, these people are rotten, evil people. They're deep, evil to the core. They do stuff like this. And on top of that, Dave, we talk about you know people in the government that are in bed with the Chinese. Um, some of them literally. <laughs> um, Swalwell. You know, yeah. you, well, I mean, you know, higher up than that, let's go up the chain of command. Somebody in bed that literally goes to sleep. Oh, with you, Chinese you mean uh, the, the, the president pro tem, uh, Hunter Biden? Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, yeah, somebody on the Republican side, too. Um, you know, I would ask you, Dave, you know those major transformers, the ones that are the biggest school buses? Yeah. That, that take months, if not years, to replace? Do you care to count, guess how many are in the U.S. Uh, energy supply system? How well, many? They all, they all come from large? China, uh, Bob. They all do you, know, do you know how many there are? No. 300. 300. Okay. In fact, New York gets 10% of its power from Chinese transformers. Do you know that they have found kill switches in these transformers, some of them? 
You, are you talking about back, you are you talking about backdoor entries? Backdoor entries where they can kill kill that transformer, uh, cause it to overload, burn out, whatever they whatever it would do. And we continue to buy them. And it just reminds me of our F thirty five that they had to ground because there were so many Chinese parts in them, you know, microchips. That one was conjecturing that an F thirty five would fire its missile, only to find out that missile would go away from the plane and then come back at them. You know, seek, lock onto the plane itself that fired it. <laughs> and Jeez. well, I mean, you, you can there's a website called Grid Grid Security Now. Um, you know, he this guy who wrote the Civil Defense book, uh, Mike Mabe, Mabe, I think. Um, and you know it goes right into the, the to uh, uh, the book one second after, you know where the where the power grid goes down. If you really wanted to create a civil conflict in this country, again turn the power off. The, the direct action elements that did it, yes, I mean X Y Z. I think it's an Antifa type people that did it. XYZ that did it, I mean, that's going to be the main concern because they're going to go out and do it more. And, and then the ability, I mean, even in Iraq, when, you know, a substation or something was taken out, um, they had to have overwatch for the people repairing it. Do you, do you remember that? Because there were snipers that were shooting the people repairing it. So they had to, that, that's, you know, um, the whole thing, one of the movie. How, uh, many, how, many grid, they, how many grid incursions are there now? There's been over 120 this year alone. How many in the this last? How many in the last week to 10 days? Do you know? I, I don't know the exact number, Dave. But if you were to um, guess, and, if you were to put a ballpark figure on it, what would you say? Well, I, I would say probably close somewhere around a dozen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, copycats and um, you know, they my my 15 minutes of fame. Is this beta testing? And these people? Oh, heck yeah. Okay. Heck yeah, it is. I mean, people go to school on this. People again, the, the, how how they go about repairing these stations. I mean, that's exactly what happened in Iraq. They go to repair a substation, and there'd be snipers, something there to break the pattern of how to fix it, because the insurgents learned quickly. Okay, so we take out a substation, but the USG can fix it real quick, and everybody stays happy. But then you you cause the people going to those fix those things, you know, harm. Which happened, and you know people become un- unhappy. And uh, again, it goes back to the whole the whole psychology of, of Marxist revolution. You know, we want to make sh- make people understand the government can't protect you, and the government can't provide for you. You know, I know our sheriff's department. Our sheriff's department is a really good sheriff's department. And if something goes wrong, I- I've had it happen a couple times. We've had a, a false alarm over at our store. Man, those guys are Johnny on the spot. Makes me feel good. I mean, they're Johnny on the spot. Bang, they're there. You know, I woke up one time, 2 o'clock in the morning, with flashing lights because our store is just right down. You know, it's on our property, but right down from us. And I see the flashing lights, and I go out there, and it's like something, and you set the alarm off. And see, that makes me feel good because my sheriff's department, I feel like they're doing their job, and they they do a pretty good job of protecting the community. Um, When that breaks down, what do people do when they no longer think that – the government can protect them or provide for them. And then, you know, you open yourself up to warlords, thugs, hunters, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, to take over. 
and, and uh, you know, obviously the communists always have a man in charge to take over, and he's going to extract his pound of flesh off everybody who he wants the protection. And if you don't go along with that protection racket, then you're going to be the target. Um, and, and so that's what I would say is going on right now. Um, and and this, you know, it brings you to the point, Dave. You, you mentioned food. You mentioned water. Water is a critical infrastructure. The two real key elements to the infrastructure of the United States, I mean, there's like 17 elements of infrastructure, but the two that can bring down everything are communication. I mean, those big towers are pretty obvious to see. Well, all those little antenna things on all of them, I mean, they're pretty obvious to see. And electricity. You take those two elements out of it, nothing runs. Your distribution centers, they can't run the computers to say this Walmart needs, you know, 10 cases of this and five cases of that and, you know, 16 loaves of bread, whatever. That doesn't happen. The trains don't know what to deliver. The tracks don't have the electricity to change the, the switching networks. And this is what we've talked about, Dave, you and I, for years. We've talked about it. And, you know, I can tell you, my patient supply or any other food company, once that happens, you're not going to get any of it. You're not going to get it. Promise you, it will not come to your door. Even if you know, there's residual ability to order online, and which which would happen, people are going there, you know, I want, you know, $10,000 worth of MPS. And, you know, there can be residual in there where maybe something's still working, but you will never get it. Once the, once this is done in in mass, all bets are off. Water, electricity, all bets are off. The the police, I mean, you know, if if a lot of the radio towers that police use are taken down, the assets to replace all those at one time are not there, and the communities that can't replace the the towers where police use, the police <coughs> will use. What they can use. I, in fact, I've given ham radios to our police department, just in case you know it ever happens. They have ham radio to use, uh, backup. So, but that communication goes down, protection goes down, the the com- computers go down, provision goes down. I mean, when I say down, I don't mean like from you know 100% to 50%. I mean from 100% to zero percent. The police can't respond to calls because the communications aren't working. They, they, they don't even know they need someone that needs a call. They, you know, the trucks don't know where to deliver anything. And that lasts a week or so, and then you know, people say, "Well, I'm hungry. I'm going to go to the Walmart and take what I need, or whatever." You know, and then then that those secondary and tertiary things start happening. And you've seen this happen all over the world, how civilizations break yeah. down. I mean, you know, Bosnia, uh, Venezuela. Bob, I want to go back to uh, Victor Boot. Okay, I call him Boot because we gave him the boot. We cut him loose. Anyway, uh, does he have the ability to replace SS-20 ballistic missiles for Russia? You know, I, I, I don't know. Um, he, he's a man with a lot of clout. I, let, me he, why, and, and, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. And he rubs shoulders with people that could do that. Okay, yes. that's I mean, what I wanted know, to know. Because, because weapons manufacturers, he's on a first name basis with them. Russia is paying premium ruble for Iran SS twenties, 
And I and, and drones. I, and I began to yeah drones too, but the SS20s are what they really need uh, on the battlefield. So what we look at here with Russia is that they need cheap as possible replacements for the SS20 ballistics. And I gotta believe that's why Victor Boot, because I call him, has been cut loose. This is he's gonna go out there and make the deal, and they want to bypass the Iranians because it's too damn expensive. Yeah. So. Um the world is awash. I mean, if if the average citizen ever got a chance to go to one of those weapon shows, um, you know, go. It, it, I don't think you can go to them, but you know, unless you have a reason for being there. But how would you um, get in? How would go? you get into one Just, of those shows? You have to have a need. I mean, you have to have a reason for getting there. Um, yeah, you have to. I mean, you know, I sell night vision, which gave me a into it, you know. Um, enough said. Um, so you just go into them and start looking around. And, I, I mean, literally, and posters, you know, you get posters with some sexy girl on a tank. Um, generals who are making these big decisions, there might be ladies of the evening there. Um, it's it, and all a sort sort mess, and humanity pays the price for it, Dave. You know, I, I look at our brave men and women who came back from Afghanistan, who came back from Iraq, you know, crippled in mind or body, and other people got rich, filthy rich. Um, and so, you know, it's just not a good thing. So this guy, you, you don't let a man like that out of prison without having a purpose for him. And, you know, as we find out in so many conflicts, big business plays both sides. You know, they're playing both sides of the equation so that, you know, they can make the optimal profits. Sell to the A, sell to A, sell to B. A and B are fighting each other, but yeah. hey, sell to both sides. And everybody gets cut there of the you pie. Go, you just nailed, your children, nailed it on the head. Dead or crippled. Yeah, you, but you it, just nailed it on will, the head, Bob, about what the real game is here. Selling to both sides. This is classic. Well, it's historic. I mean, it's not like I'm just making it up. I mean, this is what we did in World War II. Um, we sold to Hitler. I mean, you know, we, we, we gave to Soviet Union. We gave a lot to China. I mean, if you go right now and look, go look at the Chinese intercontinental bomber. It looks like the B-2. Now, granted, I mean, the Chinese have infiltrated our government and uh, infiltrated our technological sectors, um, but a lot of it's just given to them because it looks just like ours. They're, they're you know, aircraft looks like ours. You know, they're they're armor for their tanks, kind of designed just like ours. Now their tank is different; they 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 have a different lighter tank, but a lot of the features are the same because you know they have a their lighter tank because they think they'd be going into Taiwan or something, versus what our tanks were designed to do. But if if you go look, it's obviously it's obvious that people who make the money on this stuff are. You know, it's kind of like common design. So, uh, the odds of 
you make in a plane that looks just like the B-2 bomber because you started from scratch and you came up with the same design, yeah, you can believe that if you want. But, Dave, the, the big thing is is this. <clears throat> we have done this, and the, the big takeaway is this, is what I said earlier. And this is what, you know, I really grieve about, is that all those conflicts we have seen, you know, the, the Catholics and Protestants in Ireland, the Hutsis and Tutsis, and, you know, all over the world, all those kind of conflicts, Bosnia, all that is coming here to the shores of America. And now it'll be blamed on MAGA people, just like, you know, they try to say MAGA people shot those transformers in more North Carolina. I'm, I'm not saying it couldn't have happened, but I'm saying it fits the Marxist playbook a lot better than it meets the MAGA people's playbook. Um, but whoever, whatever side does it, this this is coming to the United States, and this is why you better prepare. What form will this uh, take know, when it comes to the United States? What form will it take? What will it look like? Well, it's going to always be end up in violence because people. Okay, lives yeah, will be okay, but it, it, how do you think it'll be characterized? The, this side versus that side. What do you think that'll look like? Well, it, it you know. I don't think it'll be the typical civil. It won't be the civil type war that we had in the 1860s. Mm-hmm. It could be it could be civil wars within communities because in the 1860s we were a homogenous society. You know, um, and I'm just saying this is a historic fact. I'm not agreeing with or disagreeing with it, but we were white, we were Christian, we spoke English, we went to the same colleges, um, so all that was the same. Okay, so I mean. There are Christian people shooting Christian people on both sides that, that, that's worship the same God. Um, and in the, in the 2020s, that's not the case. So you, you could have civil wars break out in interstate civil wars, big city versus rural, uh, ethnic civil wars breaking out, religious civil wars breaking out, because remember, all those differences now are you know, been exacerbated tremendously. So it could quickly devolve into a Mad Max scenario uh, where the government loses the ability to control it. Now, they would try to control the big cities, obviously, but even that, okay, there's not enough personnel to do it. Here. Bob, do you have me? Yes, I do. Yeah, we just cut out. <laughs> okay, Interesting. I thought that only happened with Doug Thornton. Anyway, um, let's let's go. Well, I'm looking at the clock here. Can, Bob, are you sure you're with me? I'm not showing you on. I can, I can okay, hear good. you, Dave. Okay, can you hear? I can, I can hear, hear you. Now, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Interesting. As far as uh, whether you're recording me or not, I don't know, but I can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you're talking to Dave Hodges, you're being recorded. Anyway. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. This is, uh, we're being reduced to a civil war without boundaries, a civil war that will be civil unrest but everywhere. Do you agree with that characterization? Dave, unfortunately, yes, I do. You know, um, the older I've gotten, the the more I abhor war, the more I see the catastrophic results it has on nations families, states, communities, all of it, the more I see how horrible it really is. It is mankind's most prolific endeavor, but it's mankind's worst endeavor. 
It's the worst thing we engage in because all the other crimes come with it, rape, pillage, plunder. So, you know, it's our most prolific endeavor, but it's our worst endeavor. And um, this is coming to the United States. And I will challenge anybody to show me anywhere along this timeline, Juan, right now that would say the key elements of what will cause it aren't there. Please. I want to be enlightened. I want to be proven wrong, Dave. I do. But I'm enough a student in history to say I don't think you can point out those elements. I think I'm pointing out the elements that say it is on its way. And it's being exacerbated not by individuals. It's being exacerbated by political groups that have ties to higher political groups that want globalization. They want a great reset. They want, you know, oligarchical rule over everybody where no one has the ability to do it. And you have to destroy it before you can rebuild it. The Great Reset, the Great Rebuild, whatever you want to call it. And the powers that be have proven over and over and over again, if it takes a million people to kill them, so what? I mean, you look how many people died during, during the communist movements, 100 million and you just look at the conflicts around the world that we exacerbated. I mean, how many people died? Millions. You know, so they don't have they don't have a problem with it. What do you think about this characterization here? Um, the present U.S. government, Congress, the president, so forth—they are truly the enemy of the American people. Well, it's obviously they are. I can name you. Look at—they've spent us into oblivion. Our money's not worth anything. They devalue your money, your labor. This is your labor. You go out and take a hammer and beat a hundred nails into the into a board to make money. Okay, okay. So I just beat a hundred nails and I get paid a dollar a nail to beat it into a board. I hear you. Okay. And because I got of, it. and because of their actions through inflation, I'm only getting paid as though I only beat 50 nails into the board okay. because they devalue the sorry, whole thing. Bob, I'm sorry, we're flat out of time, and I do agree with you. I. I I, uh, <laughs> okay, you heard it here, folks. They are our enemy, and I say it over and over. Bob, tell people uh, about ready-made resources, and we got about 20 seconds. Okay. Well, we have some really good night vision deals going on right now. If you call me at 800-627-3809, we're giving some free upgrades. If you purchase a new unit, you're going to be upgraded to a next higher unit, um, and that's going to go on this week. If you call me at 800 800- Six two seven three eight zero nine. If you go to our website, readymaderesources.com, okay. and you go to the night vision section, there they are. You can see the upgrade. And on that note, we got to say uh, we got a bit of do, but uh, thank you, Bob, for coming on and putting this in perspective. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, remember the people ruling over us hate you. They don't care if you live or die. That's where we'll leave it. Thanks, Bob. God bless, Dave. Thank you. Bye bye.